Come on in. Let's do it. Another edition of In the Red Zone, the exclusive podcast of the RBA Sports Network. Uh, several days late, and I apologize, folks. Got a lot to go over here in this edition as we are on the eve of field hockey and volleyball's 2021 seasons getting underway. And we're just a few days away from kickoff of the 2021 high school football season across the Virginia High School League. Kudos to all the golf teams <clears throat> excuse me, that have already started the 2021-22 athletic season. Rob Witham along with you. Yes, we were supposed to be with you a few days back. Um, I, I've, I've never been someone to... Um, toot the horn personally a lot, uh, whether from a positive standpoint or from a uh, struggling standpoint. But we'll we'll tell you and and hope that you will bear with us. You know, the RBA Sports Network is a labor of love and a family affair. Uh, The company is owned by my wife. I'm the sole operator. When I mean sole, I mean (laughs) S-O-L-E. I am the only one. So when things are not going well for me, unfortunately, it affects the network, and I hate it, but it's an unfortunate part of what's happening and what has always been. Um, Without going into a whole lot of detail, many of you know that I had a hospitalization a few months ago with an extremely serious case of gastritis that had gone on for about five months um, it had been um, not diagnosed the first time, and, 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 and that's not the fault of the medical people whatsoever. It just was not, sh- not rearing its ugly head the way that it needed to in order for us to, to nip it in the bud early. Um, and I'm still physically trying to get back to 100% from that, and, and there are days when I am great, and then there are days where uh, getting out of bed is quite frankly a challenge. Uh, I, I will be perfectly honest with you. And uh, I've had several of those challenges here in the last couple of weeks and am hoping that the, the rest that I allowed myself to get over the last few days uh, will have me ready to go um, as we get started this week. Um, I have personal engagements on Tuesday and Wednesday evenings, but Monday night we plan to be at Glen Allen for the start of the 2021 field hockey season when the Jaguars host Patrick Henry. That is scheduled to be at 7 o'clock. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. We will begin with our first live radio broadcast of the 2021 high school football season on Thursday night. And it will be live at Deep Run High School, where the Joe Mullinax era begins. We caught up with Coach in our last edition of the podcast. Deep Run will take on the Mustangs of Mechanicsville. Can they right the ship after having such a good run in the middle part of the 2000s? You'll recall they gave eventual 2015 state champion Highland Springs a, a tussle, a big tussle. Uh, Early in that playoff run, the only team to come closer to knocking off Highland Springs in that championship run was uh, the next round with Hermitage in the regional final, which I I still to this day say had Hermitage somehow pulled that game out, Hermitage would have won the state title in 2015 because I saw the state semi, I saw the state championship up at UVA that year, and and Hermitage passed the eye test. They would have won the, the state championship game that year was that quarterfinal 
where Hermitage had this huge comeback, and Highland Springs scored, if memory serves me correctly, with 11 seconds to go to move on uh, to the state semis, and then, of course, eventually to their first championship since 1961 and their first ever championship won on the field. Of course, they've collected a few more <laughs> since then. So we've got Mechanicsville, deep run. Can Mechanicsville finally turn the corner and come back in what's going to be an ultra-competitive Class 4 Region B? Deep run begins a new era. Big graduating class gone. Who's going to step up in terms of this year's seniors and juniors and the new breed, the sophomores, to help Coach Joe and the Wildcats be in playoff position in now what is called Class 5 Region C? Coverage will begin live at rvasportsnetwork.com Thursday night, 645, kickoff at 7 o'clock. And then the next night, we're back at Glen Allen, and we, we want to say a salute and a thank you to Bill Roberts and everyone associated with WHAN Radio up in Ashland, which was sold back in October of 2020. So our final season of high school football on WHAN was the 2019 campaign. 2020, of course, sabotaged in the fall by COVID-19. But we are so happy to join forces with and welcome aboard Jim Jacobs and the gang at Radio Richmond. Rejoice 101.3 FM and 990 AM is the new radio home of our high school football coverage and Randolph-Macon College football. And our maiden voyage will be Friday night at Glen Allen when the Jaguars begin a highly anticipated season against the Warriors of Metowica, one of four Richmond area schools to go down from Class 5 to Class 4. So Metowica in that really competitive Class 4 Region B would love to pick up an early win on the road. Glen Allen would like to get a win at home and momentum as the following week they head to Verina, another team that has gone from Class 5 down to Class 4. Uh, the pregame show will begin at 6.30, 101.3 FM, 9.90 AM. That's how you find us on the radio Friday nights this fall. And, of course, you can listen live at rbasportsnetwork.com. You can listen live at rejoicerichmond.com. And if you have uh, uh, an Amazon-enabled advice, all you have to do is say, Alexa, play Rejoice 101.3. And you can listen to our games each Friday night via Alexa as well. Then on Saturday, we're going to try to pull a doubleheader on Twitter. We will start at the brand-new Highland Springs High School. We cannot wait to see the finished product as the Highland Springs Springers will begin another, hopefully for them, they think, road to a championship, but it's a road that's got plenty of blocks in it, including the opener uh, uh, against uh, the team from North Carolina, whose name now just escapes me. Can't believe I did that. Don't have that note in front of me. Wish I did. 3 p.m. is the scheduled kickoff. Henrico Sports on Twitter is your hookup for highlights and videos and score updates throughout that game. Once we're done there, we're going to march the quick trip over to Henrico High School, which is going to be the host of a VISAA opening battle. This is going to be a good one, folks. Trinity Episcopal and Benedictine playing on a neutral field on the turf at Henrico, and that's on Saturday night, kickoff at 7, and we'll have highlights and videos and uh, updates throughout the game live on the RBA Sportsnet on Twitter. So Henrico Sports in the afternoon for Highland Springs, the RBA Sportsnet that night for Trinity Episcopal, 
and Benedictine kickoff for that one scheduled to be at 7 o'clock. So we have an extremely busy first three days of the 2021 high school football season. Two broadcasts, one online, one on Rejoice 101.3 FM and 990 AM, as well as online, and then two games via Twitter coming up on Saturday. Now, we have said for quite some time that on this edition of the podcast, we would announce our games that will be broadcast live on September 2nd and 3rd. Let's go ahead and do that. And then we're going to hear from Patrick Henry head coach Ken Wakefield. And then before we close, we are going to unveil the first RVA Sports Network Super 12 High School Football Poll of the 2021 season. So Thursday night, there's a lot of good games for September 2nd. And we had a poll out and asked fans where they thought we should be. Um, And and we take a lot of things into consideration uh, in terms of where we decide to go and what games we decide to do. And we do it not just looking at that particular week, but looking ahead as well. One of the things that we wanted to do with our move to Rejoice Radio was the opportunity to open things up and and have some games and some teams that we had not had in the past because we did, uh, we were kind of married to Hanover County at WHAN, being a station that was based in Ashland uh, for the decade, almost decade, that we did the game of the week there. Most weeks you noted that one or two Hanover County schools were involved. We had a, a couple of weeks there in 2018 and 2019 where that was not the case. And I also continue my work as of this time with uh, our friends at Richmond Suburban Newspapers, uh, which means that I write articles for the Mechanicsville Local, the Ashland Hanover Local. That occasionally comes into consideration as to where we go as well. But uh, it, the game, our game of the week is going to have a, a little different feel this year, and uh, actually we're not even calling it the game of the week anymore. Our, we are now calling it High School Football Friday Night. And, of course, the opener for high school football Friday night is Matobaca at Glen Allen next Friday, or this Friday as we're listening here to this podcast. Uh, uh, We'll get to next Friday's game in a moment, but first, that Thursday, September 2nd, great lineup. The Battle of Chester is that night. The Glen Allen-Varina game I referenced earlier is that night, but we have made our decision. And we will be live online at rvasportsnetwork.com. Thursday night, September 2nd, we're going into Class 4 Region B. Now, how many times have I already said since the podcast restarted early this month that I feel like we're going to be spending more time focusing in on the playoff race in Region 4B than we will Region 5C, even though 5C, a 12-team region, is all comprised of Richmond schools. Um, it's because of the, com- the competitive dynamic of those regions for this season. There are 17 teams in Region 4B, and there are 12, I think, teams that have legitimate shots at the playoffs. And, of course, the playoffs only have eight spaces. So the question's going to be, you know, who's going to be in and who's going to be out? And there could be games as early as opening night for teams that could, down the road, determine their playoff fate or determine whether they're home in the first round or on the road in the first round. And we believe that this particular game is one such. And so we will be at Hanover High School on Thursday night, September 2nd, when the Monacan Chiefs come up to Hanover 
to take on the Hawks of head coach Sam Rogers. We expect that to be a dynamic game, and, and I know that there's going to be some other fantastic games that night, and of course, we'll keep you posted on all the scores on the Lux Chevrolet in-game scoreboard all season long on High School Football Friday night, and a big shout-out to Ross and the gang at Lux Chevrolet for being on board once again here in 2021 as sponsors of both High School Football Friday night and Randolph-Macon College football just purchased a vehicle. My wife finally, after what, 12 and a half years, needed a vehicle, and we got a great one. Uh, at Luck, our, our second buying experience with them in the last two-plus years. My daughter got a new, uh, not a new car, but new to her. I only had 4,000 miles on it. Might as well have been new. That's great when you can get a pre-owned car and it almost be new because there's just so few miles on the car. Uh, and she loves her Equinox, and my wife now has an Equinox, and I cannot, I cannot stress enough how incredibly simple and, 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 and hassle-free our experiences have been with the guys at Lux Chevrolet. They are fantastic. Lux Chevrolet, Route 1 in Ashland, LuxChevrolet.com. They'll be back uh, sponsoring our in-game scoreboard on high school football Friday night, so we'll keep you posted on Glen Allen, Verina, and the Battle of Chester, et cetera, et cetera. But that Thursday night, live online. Remember, this game, the, the two Thursday night games are exclusively online. RVASportsNetwork.com, Monacan and Hanover. And then the following night, Friday, September 3rd, um, want to send a shout-out to my buddy Gary Hess over at uh, 910. Uh, they uh, are going to start their season. Uh, I believe they're, they may have a game this week. I'm not sure. Yeah, they do have a game this week, and, and I'm not sure which one that might be, and I hope I'm not letting the cat out of the bag for them. Everybody's going to say, well, you should do Manchester Highland Springs. Everybody should do Manchester Highland Springs that night. It's a shame that game could not have happened under the, under the circumstances of them being in the same region. Uh, that would have been cool, but Manchester now back up to six after two years in five. But at least they will see each other this season before they go off their separate ways come November. Two, obviously, uh, playoff teams that have deep playoff aspiration hopes, and they played that Friday night the third. And I'm pretty sure that Gary Hessen, they're going to grab that game on 9-10. So we have, uh, we have made our decision, and we are really looking forward to this one because both teams will be coming off opening games in week one. How will they fare in week number two when the Panthers of Hermitage come to Henrico to play the Henrico Warriors. That is High School Football Friday night, week number two, on Friday night, September 3rd. Again, radio pregame time is at 6.30 p.m., and we kick it off at 7 o'clock. So our lineup for the next two weeks, first two weeks of the season, online only, Thursday night, the 26th, this Thursday, Mechanicsville at Deep Run, 645, rvasportsnetwork.com. Friday night, the 27th, we debut on Rejoice 101.3 FM and 990 AM, plus rvasportsnetwork.com, plus rejoicerichmond.com, plus Alexa. And Rejoice can also be heard on the TuneIn radio app as well. So we're back on TuneIn this season. That's Matoica at Glen Allen. Then, week two, our doubleheader broadcast. Thursday night, online exclusively, Monacan at Hanover. Friday night, September 3rd, Hermitage at Henrico. On Rejoice 101.3, as well as online at the RVA Sports Network. Great first two weeks of action. Cannot wait for it. And then, 
uh, we'll start looking ahead as to what games of interest that we will want to do on High School Football Friday night throughout the season. We have a few weeks that we already kind of have penciled in some games, um, but we're not going to make anything official. We're going to uh, give ourselves enough uh, leverage and freedom to look ahead and go, okay, suddenly a game that looked really good on paper in August doesn't look very good at the end of September, whereas a game that we kind of looked at and went, I don't know about that one, by the end of September there's a surprise team, and boom, we want to be a part of that. So we'll be keeping our options open as the, or flexing as the season goes on. We are really excited, especially for those of you listening in Chesterfield, anywhere south of the river, uh, the 101.3 signal on Friday night is really so much better than 102.9. And so we're very excited about our fans in Chesterfield. And yes, we will be making our way to Chesterfield County during this regular season on high school football Friday night. If you if you don't remember or want to catch up on the latest um, schedule, uh, all you got to do is go to rvasportsnetwork.com. It's right now at the top of the page, rvasportsnetwork.com. This week on the website, we're going to be doing a quick preview by region. Uh, it's not going to be a team-by-team, player-by-player. Uh, we want to kind of look at things from a regional standpoint uh, to give you an idea of the teams that we feel like if they play the, to, up to their potential, they will be playoff teams, teams that maybe have some work to do to get to there, and then the teams that really need to pull it together if they want to make it to postseason play. Uh, We're going to focus a lot on 5C and 4B, but we don't want to neglect the others, 6A, 3A, 3B, uh, 2A, and 1A. And so we'll have that for you this week, hopefully by Wednesday night or Thursday, uh, before the opener on our website. Now, let's take a moment and get another conversation in here on In the Red Zone. Had a chance in the rain this past week to head over to the end of a Patrick Henry practice and talk to... Third-year head coach Ken Wakefield. You'll hear the rain pitter-pattering in the background off of my umbrella as Coach Wakefield and I talk about how things have been going here during the preseason. Um, At that point, they were getting ready to have a scrimmage. That now is in the past as you hear this conversation, and they are now focused on getting ready for their opener at home September 3rd against Mills Godwin. Here's our conversation with the coach of Patrick Henry High School football, Ken Wakefield. Well, as the rain gently pours just west of Ashland, we are hanging out with Patrick Henry head football coach Ken Wakefield getting set for the 2021 regular season. Hopefully a sense of normalcy. Coach, great to have you. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm happy to, you know, be here and practicing in August. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's been two years since the last mm-hmm. time we talked under these circumstances and you were just, you know, getting underway at an August practice, which was sunny if memory serves me correctly. (laughs) Um, Explain to everybody in in terms of just uh, coaches in general, how much of a battle it's been to to keep the program together through everything that's gone on, um, to to take advantage of the spring season opportunity and get ready here now as we're finally back together. Yeah, a lot of the challenges were just the schedule, everything being thrown off. Um, us being pushed back late, some going under some restrictions and different guidelines that we had to follow. Um, kids coming from a variety of other sports because you had a lot of kids that were playing basketball or something else that were now maybe late coming on to football practice and things like that. And normally, you've got the full off season with those kids in. In the challenge last year is we didn't have those guys as early as we would normally have them. 
Um, and then afterwards, the challenge is they're going into other sports, obviously. Um, but then that shortens, really shortens your off season yeah. and, and the quick turnaround. So the main focus is giving some of the guys the rest um, because the season is long. And uh, quick, such a quick turnaround. We had some guys beat up at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. um, and then going into the other seasons, you're just getting everyone on the same page. Uh, and then, you know, everybody just coming back to somewhat uh, normalcy from that standpoint of the schedule and things like that. How much have you had to pay attention to what's going on, <clears throat> excuse me, with, with COVID and with the Delta variant and just kind of keep, not only keep the kids safe and remind them of what they need to do, uh, but on top of that, have them ready and, and, and keep them in a mindset that this, this season's going to go on as planned. Yeah, it's a matter of just, like you just said, keeping them conscious and keeping them saying, hey, even outside of football, you know, you go on vacation, you know, there's a lot of other things that play into into it. Work, yeah. all, all sorts of things. A lot of people this summer, um, they're, you know, they've been cooped up for the last however long, <laughs> and now everybody wants to get out, which I understand. Um, so it's just kind of being mindful when we're together and of you know keeping that social distancing and things mm -hmm. like that and masks on and, and things and then um you know when we're apart just being aware of that what our goal is as a team and um, when we start losing pieces that that hurts that everybody hurts. so it certainly does uh one big off-season news and Jaden mines uh mm. announcing that he has verbally committed to james madison do, do you know if that was something he was looking to kind of do and have completed before he started his senior year or was it just this is the right fit the right time um probably a little bit of both okay i think that he wanted to have a commit he wanted to commit somewhere prior to the season so it was kind of a weight off his shoulders uh and then i think the jnu opportunity came along at the right time so yeah, probably a little bit of both. Um, and I've been very impressed with him so far uh, in, in the, our short time that we've been together back. Uh, he's, he's worked really hard and um, really excited for him, uh, not only for this year, but as he moves on uh, after the season. No doubt. Now, obviously, it was great to have the spring season because the seniors did get a chance to play yeah. class of 2021. But I, I've often wondered this and have asked several coaches about it. It, 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 because of the unusual nature of it from a calendar standpoint, could you use that time almost as a, I don't know, a second mini camp of sorts to kind of look ahead to this fall and go, okay, what do I have? What pieces are available? What what am I going to do here and there? Did you, did you think in any way like that back in April? Um, I, we looked at it as we have the opportunity to play. But as a competitor, we always want to make the most of those opportunities. <laughs> so... It's hard to say, hey, we're just looking at it as six games because we definitely didn't look at it like that. Is the opportunity to advance as far as possible? Right. Um, we had a uh, we had a really small senior class with eight, I think, is what we graduated. So most of the guys are returning, and um, but making the most of those guys and their experience of understanding that each game for that seniors was extremely important. When you only have six and it's narrowed down. Uh, every game really, really counts a little bit more. Speaking of games counting, yeah. <laughs> and I think you know where I'm going with this. Um, I, I have publicly stated that I think we're going to be talking more about Class 4 Region B this oh, year than goodness. we will be Class 5 Region C. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a switch because yeah. usually five, because it was all Richmond area schools, and it still is, 
was you know kind of the the, the big guns so to speak but yeah. some of those big guns just came down and knocked on your door yeah, for rhinos coming and henrico and, and you're yeah. familiar with them obviously matoica and atley yeah, yeah not to mention atley so yeah. I, I've always been a big proponent of Hanover County games being very important. Yeah. And now with all four being the same region, I just you rev it up to another level. Yeah, it's really, really tough. Um, a lot of really good football teams, they were already present in, yeah. in 4B. <laughs> they were already there. And then you add the likes of the Varinas and the Matoicas and uh, Henrico and Atlee um, and all those guys hey they're it's a great football and they all want the opportunity just like we do to to be in that top eight to get the opportunity to move on and play that 11th game so mm-hmm. all of that um but you know that's why we play the game it's to play against the toughest of competition um and probably as long as that team is healthy whoever that is coming out of 4b boy they'll have run through uh quite uh quite the competition to earn uh, whoever that is for the region, you know, the region championship. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. And, and you mentioned, you know, there's still Monacan, there's still oh, Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie, there's still yeah, there's so Eastern teams. View, and King George King had George. an incredible yep, spring. Absolutely. So, you know, I, uh, Louisa left. <laughs> but, right, but, but there look. were so many that came with it. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, exactly, exactly. So, y- you look ahead. You're worrying right now about, as we record this, getting the guys ready for your scrimmage on Friday with yep. freedom. Yep. And and then, then you'll start looking ahead towards the regular season. How do you make sure they don't look too far ahead as the season progresses? Uh, well, a scrimmage just like we have in freedom, that's a very good football team. Um, that's a 6A program that has a bunch of really good athletes. They're well coached, and they play at a high level. And... Um, they're going to bring different dimensions that we won't normally see um and it is a scrimmage so we're going to work on things they're going to work on things and you know the main goal is for both teams to come out healthy obviously but the competition is going to be really really up there so they're going to give us a great test and anything anytime that you have an opponent like that whether it's a scrimmage or not it's high school football with social media and they the kids know <laughs> hey this kid's going here or there. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of talent out there. So, um, you know, those things like that, we wanted to make sure that our scrimmages, uh, Douglas Freeman was a great scrimmage for us mm-hmm. last week. Um, and this week, having freedom is another great opportunity for our kids just to take the next step. Um, and both of our scrimmages are relatively early. We don't play the week zero. Right. So that was, I think, is an advantage for us, I think, because I'd rather get those scrimmages out of the way then you almost have two weeks to prepare for your first game right. and make a lot of the corrections that are needed. You know, I hear some Pedro Arusa in that. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll just go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just go from there. I've heard him use the term take advantage of the bye week yes. once, or, once yeah, or twice. you have to. You have to. <laughs> I, I got to ask, how did the, the, the relationship come about with Freedom? How were you able to snare such a great uh, great team to come down here? Because that's a great opportunity. It is a great opportunity. Um, I reached out and kind of put it out there um, through different football, you know, websites and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, they reached out and said, "Hey, we're available," and I'm like, "Let's let's do it." It, it didn't take long to um, for both parties to kind of agree on because I think it's going to be a great scrimmage for for both of us. Um, so hopefully, it's one that we can continue, you know, moving forward in, in the upcoming years. Before we let you go, 
how important is it going to be that, excuse me, the kids are, I know, I'm sure there was, you know, there was students who were at games during the spring and that sort of thing, but still it was football at the the time of the year that's normally not it. To, To walk into Patrick Henry on a Friday morning and the student body's fired up and the band's yeah. ready to play. And yeah. I mean, you just, you can't quantify how important that is to the kids walking down the hallway, can you? No, you really can't. And our, our student body is awesome. The, I, you know, we traveled, you know, 19, we traveled extremely well. Yes, you did. Um, to the different, to Louisa, to, you know, the, um, to the state semis, yep. you know, that was awesome. Uh, even at home, it was great. So we have a great student body, and we're excited to get that student body back in our favor uh, and traveling, whether we're home or whether we're away. It's just a great, the kids feed off it, um, the energy that they bring, so it's, it's really exciting. It's going to be very exciting, and correct me if I'm wrong, you opened at home, we correct? We at home, yeah. So that will be really nice, um, and everybody's kind of really excited because they get the opportunity, hey, fans are back, we get to have some people you know, see us, and um, I mean, Patrick County football is, is is a special, special place here, and I think that um, those that know it or are around it understand exactly what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. so um, it, it's definitely exciting to have the community back involved in being able to see it in person. Uh, I think that's great. We did some great things, you know, showing it online and things like that. Um, my mother actually still reaches out and like, hey, can we still watch the game? I'm like, I don't know. We'll figure that out. But things, things like that are, are just great to have um, back where they can yes. see it in person. A little bit of normalcy, yep. in, indeed. Coach Wakefield, thank you so much for your time. Good luck yeah, as you get you. set for the scrimmage, the rest of practices. Stay healthy and be ready for uh, first week in September. It's almost here. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Always, always a good time talking to Ken Wakefield, head coach, at Patrick Henry, part of the ever-expanding Pedro Arusa coaching tree from over uh, at Randolph-Macon. And they began their 2021 season at home against Mills Godwin. First game uh, for new head coach P.J. Adams and the Eagles on the road in what used to be an old Colonial District showdown. Uh, Coming up on Friday night, September the 3rd, and then they go to Glen Allen for a showdown against the Jaguars, who will already have two under their belt, they'll have a distinct advantage there on September the 10th. Jags will have played two tough games. Matoica in our uh, high school football Friday night game coming up this week on Rejoice 101.3. And then the following week, a Thursday night affair at Verina. So they'll have uh, some advantages there, as in they've played twice rather than once. And they'll have an eight-day preparation period coming on that Thursday night game there just before Labor Day. Well, one more order of business here on in the red zone, and that is the debut of our 2021 RVA Sports Network Super 12 High School Football Poll. A quick word before we release our debut poll of the 2021 season. Many of you may know by now that our buddy Mark Davis at NBC 12 will be leaving the Richmond area uh, 1st of September, has taken a position as sports director at WTKR, that's the CBS television affiliate down in Tidewater, uh, Norfolk, Virginia Beach, etc. He is going to be joining a great team down there, and he is very excited about it. Uh, 
by the same token, he's very sad to leave Richmond, and we are very sad to watch him go. Uh, I placed a phone call to him eight years ago on a whim to see if it was possible that, that he would do um, some co-branding and some some work between us at the radio station and and them at the television station. And it began an eight-year partnership, but much more importantly, an eight-year friendship. Mark is, television is full of egos, so is radio. I know I've been in it since 1985 on the radio side and have been a part of the television side now for the past decade. Uh, And and I will tell you that in a a crowded, egoed field, uh, Mark Davis has no ego whatsoever. He is who he is on television in real life. He is generous to a fault, very giving, uh, just a fantastic reporter, anchor, uh, and a fantastic person. And Richmond's losing a lot with Mark's departure. Uh, so uh, and in terms of uh, our relationship with Channel 12, uh, it may have come to an end. But if that be the case, we are thrilled with the time that we have spent partnering with them. want to thank everybody at Channel 12. Uh, associated from Kim Greenwich, the uh, general manager, to Frank Jones, the news director, to everyone else involved and putting up with us coming in Wednesday afternoons to record our game of the week uh, pregame show and uh, doing the Facebooks on Wednesday afternoon and late on Friday night. And we haven't decided how we're going to handle Friday nights yet. And I know you're thinking, well, Rob, you have a Friday night coming up this week. I know. Uh, we're, we're trying to determine exactly how, how we're going to do, but we're going to do something late night after the game. Uh, how that is going to be worked out yet, I haven't haven't come up with a solution yet, and that's one thing that's kind of weighing heavy on my mind. But be that as it may, a huge thank you to Mark uh, for for his friendship and working relationship, and uh, they're getting a good one down uh, at Channel 3, the CBS affiliate in the 757, which means we'll get to see him at state tournaments uh uh, I'm sure <laughs> when it's a 757 versus 804 and suddenly he'll be on the wrong side of the tracks. Mm. But Mark, thank you for everything, my friend. You are absolutely incredible. Wish you nothing but the best uh, in the next chapter of your career. So it is the RVA Sports Network Super 12 High School Football Poll. And let me tell you, in putting this poll together, it was tough. It was really difficult because there are legitimately, I have on my list here, 21 teams that were under consideration, 21, and only 12 spots to, to use. So I'll, t- I'll talk to you after we're done about the teams that were also under consideration for the rankings, and we, we expect the rankings to change and ebb and flow quite a bit in the first few weeks and then settle in as the season progresses. That seems to, to be the way that happens, and when you get to October and such, the bigger changes come if there's either a major upset, which happens occasionally, Uh, Or if you have two teams in the poll battling each other, obviously that means one ascends and one would descend depending upon the result. But here it is, the first poll of the year. Number 12, the one private school team, I'm sorry, one of two private school teams, my apologies, uh, in the poll, uh, the lone VISAA team in the poll, and that is the Titans of Trinity Episcopal. Jack Toscano, remember that name. He could be in for a fantastic season at quarterback. Now, he's got a huge test on opening night, Saturday night, at Henrico, taking on Benedictine. 
Uh, we're going to be there with updates and videos and whatnot on the RBA Sportsnet on Twitter. We're looking forward to bringing you live Twitter coverage of that early, early season showdown. But Trinity takes the first spot. They are at number 12. Number 11, a team that we'll see next Thursday night at Hanover. It's the Chiefs of Monacan, perennial playoff contenders in Region 4B. They took a pretty big graduation hit, but since 2014, Jim Henderson has found a way year in and year out to reload, not rebuild. And we don't expect this to be a rebuilding season for the Chiefs either. And they make the Super 12 poll at number 11. One spot ahead of them, the home team for our first game on Rejoice 101.3 this Friday night. Perry Jones and the Jaguars of Glen Allen. They put out some pretty good football back in that truncated spring season. And I have a feeling they're going to surprise some people this year. It's going to be crazy in Region 5C below Highland Springs. I feel like that they are clear-cut the, the top pick in that region. But then after that, you've got a boatload of teams that could end up being number two and number three and number four. And I, we really believe that Glen Allen is one of those teams. And they come into the poll at number 10. Speaking of that, at number nine, the Panthers of Hermitage, who reasserted themselves with an undefeated regular season back in the spring before they fell in postseason play. Uh, uh, 2020, officially. Um, uh, Mark L. Fisher, Player of the Year Award winner, Nigel James, now at Emory and Henry, which is moving up to Division Two, effective next year. So Nigel will come home one time uh, in, to Ashland to take on Randolph-Macon uh, this coming October. David Bedwell steps down back several months ago. Uh, Timothy Jean-Pierre is the new head coach, but he has been in the program since the Patrick Kane days. I think that was a great selection uh, in terms of continuing the program, and I think Hermitage is going to continue to do good things. I think that that fall-off-the-cliff 2018 season was an anomaly, and we're not going to see that this year. And they begin ranked number nine. And again, they open the season hosting Meadowbrook on Friday, and then we'll have them live on High School Football Friday night next Friday, September 3rd, at Henrico on Rejoice 101.3 and live on the RVA Sports Network. We just heard the head coach of the number eight team in our first Super 12 poll, and that is the Patriots of Patrick Henry. Patriots are the 2019 Class 4 Region B champions. They fell in the first round to that senior-laden Monacan team this past spring, but talk about a senior-laden team. This is it for Coach Wakefield in terms of the class of 2022. Quarterback Jaden Mines already committed to JMU. Uh, he'll sign on the dotted line when he is allowed to, either in the early period in December or on National Signing Day in February. Camden Bird, Jordan Allen, and a, and a line that's going to be one of the best offensive lines in the area. Uh, the Patrick Henry is going to be fantastic this year. Early tests for them include their opener against Godwin and the Week 2 matchup for them Week 3 in real time at Glen Allen on September the 10th. So Patrick Henry at 8, just above them another Class 4 Region B school, and they are the Generals of Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie is overdue for a breakout season. They came so close to making that four-team abbreviated playoff uh, um, field Back in the spring, they just couldn't get over the hump against Thomas Dale um, in, in that final game. But Dinwiddie's got the goods. They've always got the goods. And when Billy Mills is on the sidelines, you know the generals are going to be good. And so we're expecting big things out of Dinwiddie this year, and they are number seven in 
are Super 12. There is still, though, one more team out of Region 4B, and we'll talk about them in a moment. At number six, it is the Blue Devils of Hopewell High School. Unfortunately, they had to cancel their scrimmage against Hermitage back on Friday due to uh, issues with COVID-19 in the school system. They had to close school on Friday, and they're hoping to reopen on Monday. So we have fingers crossed that they'll be able to practice and they'll be fully ready to go uh, to open their season against Verina this coming Friday night. That'll be an excellent game. Number six, Hopewell. And I know that that, that one Henderson is gone, but another Henderson is there. And I'll, we'll be talking about him all season long. Up one now to uh, number five. Let's check out the top five. And, and this is kind of the anomaly of our poll and really of high school football in the Richmond area. Life Christian Academy. Very good program. Extremely good team. They've already got two wins in the book. But they are not officially members of the VISAA in the sense that they play a VISAA schedule because they don't. Uh, most of their games are against out-of-state teams. Um they, they kind of resemble more uh, of the model of like an IMG Academy is seemingly what they are looking to do. And I know that there's been some controversy, and uh, uh, my buddy Eric Kalenich did a great article a year or so ago uh, uh, about uh, Life Christian and some of the frustrations that they had about not being able to schedule some of the private teams here in the area. Um, and, and, and some of the People on the other side of that argument were saying, well, they're, they're really not building their program in a way that looks like Collegiate and Benedictine and Trinity and St. Chris, etc. Um, and, and, and you can see the pros and cons in both, but they're going to be a team that's going to be interesting to watch through the season, how well they do with competition, how well uh, they get in terms of offers. There have been offers all over the place for a, a few of their players here even in the past week specifically. Uh, but, you know, we're not going to see them really play head-to-head competition here in Richmond, unfortunately. So it's the, the, the barometer is going to be a bit skewed. But we want to give credit where credit is due. And so they enter our first poll at number five. And they're 2-0 and already. At number four, the Blue Devils of Verina. That's, uh, I guess, appropriate in the sense that they are moving to Class 4, Region B. And I think that's the one that's got all the incumbents kind of shaken in their shoes, so to speak. Verina won the Class 5 Region B title in 2019, lost to the eventual state champion in Maury that season, had another nice playoff run in 2020 in the truncated spring season a few months back. And and they're going to be, let's put it this way, Louisa was one of the three teams that moved out of the region over to Region 4D, along with Orange and Western Albemarle, to try to get that region down in size, it was 21 teams at one point. And schools were like, that's crazy. How in the world am I going to you know, make a playoff berth with eight teams in football? And you got 21 teams in the, you know, it's the, 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 just a, a ridiculous situation. So those three teams moved for playoff purposes to Region 5D. Caroline petitioned and was successful in moving down to Class 3. And so those four leave... And then the four in Richmond come, and one of them is Verina, of course, and they're going to be right up there at the top. You can almost knock Louisa out because they left and put Verina right in, and Verina, Eastern View, um, Monacan, Patrick Henry, um, just Dinwiddie. If I keep going, I'm going to forget somebody. That's just going to be a crazy region this year for football and other sports too. 
Um, but Verona hits the pole at number four, and they have number six, Hopewell, this Friday. Number three, the Knights of Thomas Dale. They've got athletes everywhere, everywhere, even with the losses to graduation. Ethan Minter, watch his name. He got some significant playing time last year at quarterback. He is a sophomore, and I believe big things are going to come from him, but that team is going to stretch the field, and that team's going to make you work from side to side, and they're going to make you catch them. And so it's going to be really interesting to watch them when they come up against a physical team because you know all you need is a little bit on the line of scrimmage to find a hole, or all you need is a little chip block on the side, and the next thing you know, they're off to the races. Thomas Dale is going to be fun to watch. We will have them on High School Football Friday night this season. Uh, we can't wait for that, looking forward to it, and it could be sooner then later, they are at number three. And you probably guessed who the top two are. Uh, the question is, what order are they in? Number two is the newbie. Uh, well, everything old is new again. Uh, in Class 6 Region A, and that is, of course, the Manchester Lancers of head coach Tom Hall. They rebuild? No, they reload again. And they are ready to get back into business once they get to the postseason for the likes of Ocean Lakes and, and, and Thomas Dale. And, of course, the granddaddy right now, Oscar Smith, is just on a roll. And Thomas Dale had a play, chance to play them this past spring in that truncated playoff. And Coach Tucker and I were talking. You heard him on last week's edition of In the Red Zone talking about just how how good it was for his team to have that experience, especially the younger players. And they go, okay, this is the kind of team we have to become if we want to win the state championship. They saw the measuring stick for themselves. And I think that's going to bode great dividends for Thomas Dale, especially going through what should be a pretty rough schedule. You, you throw everything out the window when you play the Battle of Chester. I don't care if LC Bird's, you know, struggling right now or not. It's still the rivalry game. And they've got Hermitage early on, and they've got Henrico early on. And, of course, in the Central District, they have to get past Dinwiddie, and they've, they, they've got to get past Hopewell, and they've got to get past Prince George. And so it, it, they're going to have a really good seasoned team come playoff time, and they're going to know what an Oscar Smith looks like and feels like and plays like. So uh, Thomas Dale will be ready for that. Manchester will be ready, too. And Manchester has an extra bad taste in their mouth because of the way the spring season ended. They were on their way to a regional championship game against Highland Springs. COVID hit, and they weren't able to play it. They had to, to cancel that game, award Highland Springs the win, and Highland Springs moved on and lost in overtime in the state championship game. For Manchester, it is unfinished business, and they begin at number two, just behind, of course, our first number one team of the year, no surprise, Highland Springs, who won the state championship in Class 5 in 2015, 16, 17, and 18. Verona ended their winning streak and their reign in 2019 in the uh, regional semifinals, went on to win the final and lose in the state semis. And then last spring, of course, they made it to the state championship and that unbelievable Sports Center top 10 catch in overtime was the only reason why Stonebridge ended uh, Highland Springs hopes for a fifth title in six years, 13-10 the final score there. Highland Springs, they also have a, a bad taste in their mouth from that because they played a great football game, and it was just a perfect pass and a perfect catch. The defense played on that play was absolutely textbook. It, it was just a situation to where if the ball was an inch lower, the game would have been over because the pass would have been tipped away. Had it been an inch higher, the game would have been over because he would, the receiver from Stonebridge would not have been able to have gotten it with his fingertips and brought it down. 
The pass was perfect. The jump was perfect. The, the jump on the defense was perfect. It was just Stonebridge made the play. I mean, you talk about football being a game of inches. There is the prototypical play that you can show everybody for the rest of your life as to what we mean by that particular phrase. So Highland Springs at number one. Again, here's the poll. Highland Springs, Manchester, Thomas Dale, Verina Life, Christian, top five. Hopewell, Dinwiddie, Patrick Henry, Hermitage, Glen Allen, five, six through ten. Monacan, 11, and Trinity Episcopal, 12. And the following nine teams got crazy consideration to be in the poll and could be, and, and many of them will, I'm sure, be in the poll before the regular season is over. Douglas Freeman, in no particular order here, Benedictine, Prince George, Clover Hill, Henrico, Louisa, Midlothian, Atley, and Hanover. Going to be a crazy year. I would throw TJ into the mix as well, possibly, but with the Richmond schools not playing at all last year, not having a spring season either, they are really behind the eight ball because they have not played a competitive football game since November of 2019. But you look at a program like Thomas Jefferson, yes, they have a new head coach. They lost P.J. Adams to Mills Godwin, but they went all the way to the state semifinals in 2019. So the, the program is set. They are there. The athletes are there. Now the question will be, how well can they play together? How can they kind of get things going as quickly as possible, rack up as many wins as they can, and then get ready down there with the King Williams, et cetera, in, in uh, Class 2 Region A, uh, and see how far and how deep they can go in the postseason. So, you know, Thomas Jefferson may be somebody that we're talking about here before the end of the season as well. And then there are a lot of a lot of teams that we have, we have question marks with as to, you know, whether they can turn things around. We mentioned Mechanicsville earlier who will be on our first online broadcast on Thursday night. Deep Run loses so much of of their of their senior class, just kind of the heart of that team from last the last two years and but but there are a lot of studs still there and coach Mullinax is very optimistic. So, you know, what's Deep Run going to be able to do? And, you know, that's a big question mark. How much improvement can Coach Adams do at Godwin in the, in the first year? Uh, you know, the other Richmond schools, new coach at Huguenot, Philip Sims at John, you know, was at John Marshall. Now he's at J.R. Tucker. Uh, how are they able to kind of get things going after not being, you know, on the field again for 21, 21 and a half months? So lots of things to talk about, lots of things to go over, lots of things to look at, lots of keys and we'll have it all for you here on the RVA Sports Network. We can't wait. Football is finally back. So as we wrap up this edition of In the Red Zone, Thursday night, online exclusive, rvasportsnetwork.com, Mechanicsville at Deep Run, 645, will hit the air. Friday night, our first ever game on Rejoice 101.3 FM and 990 AM, as well as on rvasportsnetwork.com. You can listen on rejoicerichmond.com. You can use Alexa and say, Alexa, play Rejoice 101.3. And that'll happen. And I'm surprised that my Alexa didn't just do it because she, she's a chat, chatty little thing. <laughs> I don't know how she didn't hear me say that. So that's Friday night. Matoica at Glen Allen, 630 will be our airtime. And then the following week online, Thursday the 2nd, Monacan at Hanover. That's exclusively online. And then Friday the 3rd on Rejoice will be Hermitage at Henrico. Schedule will always be up at rvasportsnetwork.com along with links to listen live to all of our broadcast. And yes, as things settle down into the season, we are hoping to bring back our other online sports offerings, volleyball, 
basketball coming up in the winter, baseball, softball, and others coming to the spring. We're hoping to get back to normal as much as we are allowed to get back to normal. And I'm going to be honest with you, as much as I feel comfortable being normal, I am fully vaccinated. I do encourage anyone who has not been vaccinated yet, and this has nothing to do with politics whatsoever, uh, but I feel like you, if, if you are vaccinated and you get COVID-19, you have a much better chance of having a very mild case of it. And even if it is a strong case of it, it would be a lot worse if you were not vaccinated. So I did my work in April and May. I'm expecting my booster come January. Um, we're going to occasionally have to make decisions on games based on whether there is enough room for me to properly social distance. Uh, to bring out a broadcast. Uh, I am 54 years old, so I keep these things in mind, uh, and you should too. So COVID-19 may may wreak a little havoc, but that's okay. We're going to keep on going as much as we possibly can during this season, which is finally going to be underway. So if you missed the poll, you can re-listen to the podcast, or we'll have it up at rvasportsnetwork.com. We'll have a region-by-region look at the season ahead of football coming up this week before the openers on Thursday. Broadcast links are on the, the website. Uh, the broadcast schedule is on the website. And uh, everything you need to know. And there's one more thing we're hoping to bring out uh, here soon. It could be right after Labor Day. We're still working on it, but we're hoping to uh, return something that we really loved doing several years ago. It, it just was a situation where it was too much too soon. And we think that maybe we can roll it out again here in the very near future. All right, my friends, get ready. We can't wait to talk to you Thursday night from Deep Run and Friday night from Glen Allen. Rob with them saying thanks so much for joining us on this edition of In the Red Zone, the last one before the football season begins. We'll be back with a new edition of In the Red Zone next Sunday, the 29th. I have a wedding to officiate that afternoon, but we'll be recording the, uh, the uh, podcast uh, that evening. And we'll review week one and get ready for week two and also take a look at what's happening in field hockey and volleyball and get you ready for opening week for Randolph-Macon football live September 4th in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. They're ranked 17th in the first D3Football.com national top 25. Thanks again, everybody, for being with us, and we'll talk to you again on the next edition of In the Red Zone.